Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It is transfer deadline day and this is the afternoon update. I'm Andrew Musgrove and I'm joined by Lee Ryder. We hit record just after 20 past four on the 31st of January 2022. So bear that in mind if you are listening to this a little bit later on. But all we talk about is still very much relevant. There's an update on Jesse Lingard, Matt Target, Dan Byrne and Hugo Atekia. Lots more to talk about, a bit of analysis as well. Plenty for you guys to enjoy. This is Everything Is Black and White Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Musgrove, and it's time for our afternoon update on what is transfer deadline day. We've just hit record there. It's just gone 22 minutes past four, so bear in mind anything you may listen to later on the podcast, uh, things may have changed. And if you listen to this after the deadline closes, when well, it'll be a little bit out of date. But for now, for those watching live, I'm joined by Chief Sports Writer Lee Ryder. And Lee, it's nice to be busy and positive for a change on transfer deadline day. Usually in this situation, we've been used to not really having anything to write about, at least positively anyway. Plenty going on today. We'll start with the big news. And I think that for many people is the latest with Jesse Lingard. The deal looked like it was off. It's, it's back on the table now in certain elements. Can you just share your latest understanding on what is happening there? Yeah, I think it's one Newcastle are still pushing for, obviously with it being one that's based in U- in the UK, then, you know, it gives them a good chance with, what, six and a half hours left, plus you can also apply for extra time as well uh, later on if you, if needed with the deal sheet. So, so they're, tr- they're trying to get it back on. Man United are, are playing hardball with the, you know, asking for big fees, really astronomical fees for a player that would be on loan. So that that's that's probably the potential stumbling block. But obviously, Man United have done other business in terms of outgoing loans. So it's it's still it's still uh, it's still active. They're still engaged in conversation. Newcastle still hope it can happen. They've got West Ham for company, and obviously Lingard went to West Ham last season on loan and made an, an instant impact. But we've seen Newcastle sign uh, Bruno Gomez, and he was linked to a heck of uh, a lot of clubs, two big clubs, in particular Arsenal and Juventus, and they've got him through the door. How big of a signing would it be if they persuade Lingard that a January move to Tyneside is right for him over one down to West Ham? Yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've seen a few people saying it'll be, you know, sort of putting the final touches to, to what's been a great window. For me, with or without this signing, I, I still think it's been a great window, especially if obviously to get uh, Dan Byrne through the door, which he's obviously at the training ground as we speak. Uh, Matt Target's coming in on loan, so um, then you, you throw in Bruno, Kieran Trippier, you know, quality established England national. Chris Woods come in. It's already been a good window. It looks like it's going to end positively. Lingard, you know, that would be that would just take it up that little extra notch, but. Yeah, it's it's one where I think if Newcastle fans get him, uh, I think that they'll be they'll be pretty excited by that one. Uh, obviously, Deli Ali now going to Everton, that was one Newcastle you know held discussions about, but it was good. It was probably going to be one or the other, and obviously they've gone for Lingard on the last day, and Deli Ali looks like he's going to Everton now. So and that looks like a great deal as well, to be honest, from where I'm standing. So. There's probably part of me feels a little bit disappointed that he didn't come to Newcastle, but no, you can't have, you can't have it all. 
and uh, we're certainly not used to, to to dealing with four or five players coming through the door, as you say. Now, this morning, it looked like Newcastle were making waves when it came to Hugo Etekier from Rams. It now looks like that deal has, uh, has, has, has gone and maybe it's want to revisit in the summer. What is your latest understanding on that one? Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost like not one for completely putting the death knell on something with this amount of time left in the window. I mean, I know that the reports in France suggesting that he's, he's changed his mind that sort of thing and you know it was last night that he was he was unsure about it but for me and I think the fans will will know this that deals like this when they get held up it's, it's usually only for one for one reason and it's financial reasons and I think um you know I think the package is is, is a huge one uh is he asking for too much money you know there should be no reason why he shouldn't want it to come to the Premier League, maybe the relegation thing is in the back of his mind. Maybe he's had assurances from other clubs in the summer that that might want to come in um, and get him. But top marks to Newcastle again for for trying to to sign a you know a player that not my words uh, the, the French football experts believe he is uh, the next Mbappe. So that's that's their quote, not mine. But look, he looks like an exciting talent. At least they're engaged in conversation, but you know, at the minute, you know, the the, the noises from France or or that, you know, that that one's been put on ice for now. There's a bit of debate going on in the comments, Lee, about Newcastle's need for a striker. That's the opinion of some. Others are saying uh, they don't need a striker. If indeed the deadline comes and they've only signed Chris Wood, what would your opinion be? Have they got enough firepower? Do they get to you know the moment where Callum Wilson's back, and then we'll see things pick up. What's your view on the forward line? Yeah, I mean, for me, that that, that wasn't a huge problem. I think we, we all went into this this transfer window knowing the defence needed to be improved. It needed more solidity. You know, we, we looks like we're going to emerge with pretty much a new defence, pretty much a new back four. If, if Eddie Howe decides to play back four, you know, it's three from four positions are, are going to be filled. So, that, that's where Newcastle needed to improve. I've, I've seen so many different comments uh, from people who aren't mega excited about Dan Byrne coming in, but if there's a player that can get a job done in the Premier League at the back, then then it's him. I think looking at the clips of him, just when attackers think they've got away from him, he kind of just hooks his foot around them You know when they're not least expecting it. So, look, the players that come in now are, are, are the trying to get Newcastle through the next stage, which is staying up. Can't take anything away from the players that are already there because they kept Newcastle up in the last few seasons, so they've got bags of experience in doing that. But it does look like the, the squad is potentially going to be trimmed. But, you know, moving these players out will not be easy and, you know, the, the clock is ticking. It's going to be great to see so much competition. Let's say, you know, we expect Dan Byrne to sign and then we expect my target to sign. So you've got competition at left-back, you've got competition at centre-back now. You know, Federico Fernandez returning to fitness as well. Sally Howe is going to have a lot of choice, to a lot of players to choose from, you know, in some really important games coming up. So that, that can only be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I've seen someone saying that the squad was stood at 30 or 31 players at the minute. That means there's going to be some potential disappointment behind the scenes. Someone's not going to get a, a squad space, and it, it's not as easy just to, to say you're going. 
you, you've been traded. It doesn't doesn't quite work from that. So uh, so yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see that final squad list announced and Freddie Howe. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure there's players that you you would like to to keep interested, but unfortunately, <clears throat> it looks like um, some of them are going to be potentially non-playing squad members. But there's still time for business to be done. And you know we could we could be talking about a host of outgoings later on. Uh, Freddie Woodman's the, the one we know about at the minute. I know Elliot Anderson is in talks to go out as well. Um, but then there's the interesting thing about Matty Longstaff because of his age. You know he, he he doesn't count as one of the sort of 25. So he he might get an opportunity to stay. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. In terms of Lingard coming in, you know if he does indeed come in. That presents again a, a positive dilemma, I guess, for for Eddie Howe. You've got the likes of Anson Maximum, you've got the Ryan Fraser. You know these players all vying for first team positions. Um, I assume if, if Lingard did come in, there would be probably some sort of um, again, just my assumption, some sort of guarantee of first team football. So again, it makes Eddie, Cho- Eddie Howe's choices going forward really, really interesting. Yeah, it does. I think he wanted competition for places he's certainly got that now i mean at one point when with the when the covid was ripping through the squad i think the team picked itself the southampton game that would be a collector's item if anyone could get hold of it the southampton team sheet uh, i believe had you know three or four youngsters on it and two subs or something like that so they've gone from a position where they didn't have much option to potentially you know leaving a host of players disappointed so it's uh, good news for the manager, I suppose. Yeah, 100%. You mentioned potential outgoings. Jeff Henrik being linked to Middlesbrough. Um, is, is he one of the players you, you could see potentially leaving before the deadline? Well, the thing with Jeff Henrik is, is he's, he could turn around Eddie Howe and he could argue, you haven't given me a chance here. You, you have not given me one opportunity. I think he might, he might have got on as a substitute against uh, Man City. It's going to be incredibly difficult for him to force his way into the midfield. I'm sure you're like me. You've probably been sitting down trying to write your midfield down for the next game against Everton. Uh, and, you know, who 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 misses out? Who Who's the one who's going to be on the bench for that one? So, look, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Jeff Hendricks certainly won, I would say, looking from afar, that potentially surplus to requirements. Uh, I've seen him linked with Middlesbrough, but nothing at the moment that I've got to uh, share on that um, but we'll see we'll see I think we'll be there's probably there's probably a couple of them isn't there that you you could say I've still got a chance to to be loaned out you know going in this last few uh, hours of the window and in terms of Matt Target as you mentioned there him and Dan Byrne at the training grounds uh, you know completing the various tests needed for their medical are you surprised that Aston Villa have let him go because you know, it was only last season he was named players, player of the season. You know, he had a really good start to his career. At Villa. Yes, they've gone out and bought Dinia from Everton, but I'm a little bit surprised that they've let him go. And whether it's come from him and he said, "Look, I want to go play first team football," I don't know. But it's a, it's a, it's a good sign of Newcastle. I feel. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it could be when the dust settles, you could be looking at that one as potentially. I know it's a loan, but you know, one of the steals of, of deadline day because. This is a guy who's played at England under 21 level. I think his last transfer was like 15 million quid, which is uh, quite pricey for a left back. 
And as you say, it is a quality signing and one where Newcastle, you know, can add real strength now to that left-hand side because with him coming in at potentially left-back, Dan Burner left-sided centre-back, it just strengthens him on that side. And, you know, maybe that's an area where Eddie Howe felt was weak and, you know, he needs to uh, he needed to improve it. But it throws up a lot of uh, questions in terms of selection for, for others. Yeah, like we say, that can only be positive. Obviously, Bruno Gomez signed on, on Sunday and just another really good signing for Newcastle tonight. As we've mentioned earlier, lots of sides wanted him. Uh, just how big of a difference do you think he's going to make? Uh, well, yeah, from now on, since he's joined. Just just a huge sign in that. I think uh, I think most of Newcastle probably treated themselves, broke the dry January rule to uh, celebrate that one last night. It was... Uh, it was there. Uh, it was some deal, and you know, I was looking last night, and I've seen a lot of these lists where t- t- the top twenty defensive midfielders in the world, and, and he's on it. So that's that's what Newcastle have got. One of the top class players who has his own marketing team. This guy's the real deal, and you know, he's going to really improve Newcastle's uh, midfield. And yeah, I'm, that's one I, I'm really excited about. It's probably you know up there with you know top 15 marquee signings Newcastle have ever made I would say and I think the fans would be really excited to to see him in action 100% and just <clears throat> on Jamal Lewis is a lot a lot of people claiming or a few people claim that he could head out, head out on loan but that would leave Newcastle probably short in that position what, what do you think the future holds for him yeah I mean there's in the transfer window, there's always going to be winners and losers. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm good if he did. You know, he has to leave on loan because I do think he's a class class player. I know he's, he's had his critics, but unbelievably quick. Um, hasn't really had a, a good run in the team. You know, got picked up an injury, unfortunately. And you know, I think he's having spoke to him last year when he signed. You know, I thought he was a really good lad, good character. You know, really, really knew what it meant to, to be signing for, for Newcastle. Obviously, could have went to Liverpool um, not that long ago. So, yeah, I'm, I'm probably at this point if he's one of the ones who who doesn't get a squad place. Um, and yeah, it's it's disappointing, but hopefully it's hopefully it's not the end for him. Fingers crossed. And just the penultimate question before we wrap up, Lee, what's the day like been for you? Because as we mentioned at the start, we used to have been a bit quiet, and this is a totally different. Uh, contrast how it's been in previous years. So, what's it been like you for you today? Yeah, it's been it's been exciting. You know, it's we we you know me and you are usually spending the day, you know, dismissing names, you know, and, and checking these names out and putting them to agents and clubs and, and you know normally having to put a cross next to them. But uh, on this on this occasion, we're we're putting ticks next to them. So it's it's a it's it's been an exciting day so far. I mean, obviously, not in the office this year. We we usually uh, we usually get the pizzas delivered and stuff like that. So uh, you know we haven't had that this year. But you know it's still it's been a massively exciting day. And the most important thing is Newcastle got players coming through the door. And uh, yeah, we've we've really got no excuses now not to stay up in the last seventeen games. Fingers crossed, and obviously, hopefully, we'll get you back on later, Lee. But how do you see the rest of the transfer window going for Newcastle United then? Yeah, I mean, I think 
obviously Dan Byrne in the process of his medal at the moment, uh, Matt Target coming in, and then there's obviously this, the the, la the live matter of of Lingard and, and whether that can be done and whether Man United can can be satisfied with with what's on the table for him. But I don't know. I'm 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 always uh, I'm always wary on on deadline day that there's always a surprise one that you know some people might might never see and uh, maybe they've got maybe they've got a couple of other irons in the fire. So it's going to be worth uh, it's going to be worth hanging around until. Uh, the, the actual deadline itself. 100%. And we'll bring you all the latest over on chroniclelive.co.uk where our live transfer deadline day blog is up and running and we'll be running well past the deadline as well. You can sign up for Lee's exclusive newsletter as well. The details are all in the comments there where Lee will uh, send you his uh, latest up-to-date thoughts it's direct to your email box. And please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast as well. But now, Lee, thanks for joining us on the Everything is Black and White podcast. You guys watching and listening Thanks as always and head over to chroniclelive.co.uk.